Welcome to Pod Heaven, everybody. We're back. And there's the theme song. I really think this should be our theme song. I would not mind. It's classy, right? Very classy, man. Gotta have class. Just imagine walking into like a club. Yeah. Club vibes, bar vibes, saxophone. Because I go to so many clubs. That's your favorite activity? Yeah. Especially during quarantine, right? Yeah, they're empty. You just like going to clubs by yourself. (laughs) Basically. I went to a concert by myself one time. Did you make some friends? I think, yeah, I made a few. There you go. That's a good way to do it. That's where people got their guards down. Mm, Yeah. Yep. You know, for sure. They're ready to just party. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Episode two. You thought we were done after one. You were wrong. We're back. We're back. What's going on, Devin? Not much, man. What have you been up to? Well, I just got my gym set up in the garage, and that was pretty awesome. Nice. You know, had my first big boy workout. Big boy Um, workout. What? Yeah, a couple times this week, actually. Um... It was great. Nice. Lifting heavy, just doing some squats and deadlifts and bench press. Um, cool. Yeah, I felt really good. I felt got my workout four days this week. Four days? Yep. Dang. So that's a big improvement from last week because I got none last week. Okay. Well, that's generally how you go. You yeah. kind of like, oh, I got to fix it. And then you just peg out in the other direction. Well, see, my goal was five. So I got four. Uh-huh. So I shot for the moon and I landed among the stars. Well, there you go. You know, Sometimes that's all you can ask for, right? Yeah. You know, try not to overdo it too yeah. much. Doing doing a little doing a little like five day split. Nice. Um Aaron's been, you know, my roommate Aaron, hmm, the younger right. guy who's living with us, he's been working out just everything every day. Yeah. If he was sitting right here, what'd you tell him about that? Oh. Well, I don't know. What? what is, do you know what his goals are? He just wants to bulk up because he's super skinny. But he's also like really meticulous. So he wants to be ripped and like sculpted, okay. as, but not just like dirty bulk. You gotcha. Know? Oh, yeah. Okay. So no fat. He just wants to do, he just wants to gain muscle. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, just be prepared. There's going to be, you're going to get a little bit of everything. Um, you're going to, otherwise you're going to be going really, 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 really slow because, so I, I would just tell you this, focus on form, focus on mastering the three big lifts being, um, squat, bench and deadlift. Make mm-hmm. sure you can, you have a really good understanding of what those look like, how to do them, uh, find somebody who knows, what they look like. Yeah. Don't just do a bunch of videos and then go, oh, okay, I got this. You know, make sure you actually have some sort of external, um, you know, somebody giving professional. you, yeah, giving you a little bit of coaching, you know, yeah. somebody who's got some more, more experience than you do and just make sure that you get those down perfectly and just focus on connecting to the muscles 
<clears throat> don't go for just like absolutely destroying. Just focus on the squeeze, focus on the form, mm -hmm. and just really, really connecting to those muscles. And that is going to set you up just for further success than just, yeah, than just blowing yourself up the first few days. And then, well, he doesn't really have anywhere to do deadlifts, bench press, and squat right now because yeah, all we've got true. is the bands yeah. at home. Yeah. So, because all this crazy shit's happening. Yeah, that, that's good. So, I mean, you can do you can do push ups. Basically, what you're what you're basically getting there is a push, some some upper body push, a lower body hinge, and a lower body squat. Mm -hmm. If you just focus on trying to figure out how to hinge properly, not rounding through the back, but using your hips to hinge, hinge at the hips, and learn how to press. So you can either just do a floor press with soup cans, you know, just learning how to do the, a, a proper press, learning how to get your shoulders engaged and, mm. and you know, just um, lock down, figuring out, um, yeah, form. just form. You don't want to hurt yourself. Yeah, form is huge because um, there's nothing worse than going crazy and go just like maxing out but not – and then and getting all these gains – but then hurting yourself because your form isn't great. Yeah. And then having to step way, way back. So, yeah. It's pretty good whiskey. Yeah, dude. You like that one? Yeah. What is this? What are we drinking here? It's stolen. Still, <laughs> Is that what that is? Yep. It's stolen. I saw that label. I was like, where'd this come from? <laughs> yeah, it's stolen. Where'd you steal it from? I don't know. Where did they steal it from? You didn't, you didn't steal I it? I didn't steal it. Oh, okay. Yeah. They stole it from somebody. Well, they should give it back. That would be the right thing to do, yes. But for now, we're drinking it. Yeah. So maybe they stole it from us. Yo. And this is them giving it back. Yeah, they went to the future, and they found our future whiskey um, company, whatever, and they stole it, and they brought it back to the present. <laughs> Some time travel whiskey, bro. Yeah. Dude, it's really good, actually. And we got whiskey rocks. Yeah. They're like not ice cubes. They're like stones that are. Do you keep mm. in the freezer? And they they keep your whiskey nice and cold. Yeah, without, I'm really not supposed to be drinking too much alcohol right now because mm. I had a little accident the other day. Oh right, when I was jamming with Gordo. That's right. What happened there, man? Well, we were. I was talking about Gordo last week. One of the artists I've been working with at Becky. Yeah. Man, we have a great time, but. We were jamming in his tire shop because he he works on cars, on tires, and so he's got this big shop where we jam sometimes, and we just crank it loud. And it was I was sitting at the at the drum kit, you know, so he's standing up with his head above his amp, so he really doesn't know how loud it is, but it's pointing right at me because I'm sitting down at the drums, mm. and I was having a great time on the drums, dude. I'm getting to be a pretty good drummer. Nice. Devin's a really good drummer. If you guys didn't know, we're gonna talk a little bit about our old band later. Yeah. But <laughs> anyways, I'm jamming with Gordo. He's cranking it up. And I was like, this is pretty loud. We should probably turn it down. But I was just having such a great time. And got to a point where I had to stand up and walk away. Yeah. And um, just because I, I, I like felt something really bad happening in my ear. Like I had never felt from loud noise before. And, and, so I stand up, I walk away. He's like, oh, am I too loud? And he's like, I'm like, yeah, you're too loud, bro. You got to turn it down. And so we kept jamming for a little bit, a little quieter after that. And 
I went home. I kind of felt better on the way home, but I couldn't hear my stereo. My stereo, my car stereo is all the way up. Could barely hear it. And I was like, there's something really wrong here. I really damaged my hearing. And and oh, no. sure enough, I got home and I'm trying to sleep. And I was up to like 4 a.m. with just this crazy ringing in my ears. Oh. And it, it started off just in the left ear. And then it started moving to the right ear. And then they started like changing pitch. What? So the left one's like higher than the right one. And so oh. they're phasing in my head. And it was so loud, dude. It was so oh. loud in my head. And, and, and then... You know, I was smoking weed, trying to calm down, but I felt like that was making it worse. <laughs> it was like just making me more get, anxious about get it. Get paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. And that Ugh. was scary, man. I'm yeah. going to wear earplugs from now on when I jam, when I go to concerts, when not when I'm in the studio, you know, because we can keep everything at a healthy volume when we're there. Yeah. When you're jamming and you want to have fun, you know, you crank it up. But Yeah. I remember Uncle Joe... Yeah. Telling us, because he's got tinnitus, right? Yeah, yeah. What's that exactly? I'm not sure. It's just an, an itis of your ears, you know? And the way he explained it was it just sounds like there's like a constant, constant, never ceasing, constant humming in your ears, overlaying everything. God, that's awful. So, and it just never goes away. That'd be so horrible for a guy like me <laughs> yeah exactly like you're gonna you'd have to work around it you know or i don't even know how you would do that it's just constantly there i guess but, they probably have technology to counteract that but i remember maybe. at our old church uh where i used to play at we some of the older folks with hearing aids would complain when i brought my electric guitar because that would like affect their hearing weird, and they they mm. really responded well to acoustic instruments. But yeah, but interesting. But I'm telling you, like I was freaking out. I was having a yeah. full blown panic attack. I was shaking. Yeah, Ashley was trying to calm me down, and uh, something really interesting happened when I was shaking. Where if I ha I had Ashley told me to hold my breath. Because there's too much oxygen in my body because oh, I'm going ventilating. Because <laughs> I'm freaking out. Yeah. She says, hold your breath, let your body use the oxygen that's already in there. Uh-huh. Is that kind uh, of yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not an expert on that, but I just think you know everything about the human body. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I can't I I can't. I'm not a brain surgeon or nothing. I can't do. <laughs> but anyway, so you're you're holding your breath? Yeah. And I was holding my breath. It was working. Yeah. And that's what stopped the shaking. Um, and eventually I just, you know, had to keep telling myself this is this is only going to get worse if I keep worrying about it. Mm. You know, the only thing that's going to help me right now is just to be in the quiet. Yeah. You know, I had the fan on so that I could hear something so I yeah. could know I'm still hearing. Not just quiet like, oh, where'd it go? <laughs> Dang. How long did that last? It was till 4 a.m. <clears throat> I fell asleep at 4 a.m. And the next day, I was having some problems in and out with the ringing. Yeah. But today, it hasn't been too big of a deal. You know, I'm, uh, I think I'm kind of tricking myself sometimes into thinking that things around me is ringing in my ears because I'm so like concerned yeah. about that right now. That's like yeah. at the forefront of my brain. But I don't think, I think they, they ring a little bit all the time because I just listen to loud music and, right. and, I'm a, and I'm a producer. So, yeah. I remember going to like my first concert. Um, like Hawk Nelson or something like that. 
Nelson. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we, um, did your ears ring the next day? They, yeah. A couple days. couple days. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I was always wearing ear protection during, with like, when I'm playing drums and stuff, I would always wear ear protection and stuff like that. But, uh, that was the first time I went there. No earplugs, nothing. And I was up at the front. Yeah. Um, as one does. And yeah. It was Dude, ringing. it's no different of an experience going to a concert with earplugs. No. You oh, know wait, what I mean? it's not? It's not. Because if you go without earplugs, then... Well, I, Eric told me a long time ago that if... When you hear loudnesses and your ears need to protect themselves, they'll pull a layer of wax down to protect okay, your eardrum. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But also just like... You know, being around loud noises, they start to sound quieter. Right. Which is why the guitar player is always turning up his amp every five seconds. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but if you go with earplugs, your ears are already protected from that noise. So it still sounds about the same because your ears will, will, will start, it'll start to sound quieter after a while hmm. if you go without earplugs. You know, at least in my experience. Yeah. Well, is that because your 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 hearing's like failing or is it just because your body's I don't know but after you go to a concert you, everybody sounds muffled yeah you know because and what is that is that because your ears are protecting themselves or yeah it could be I know that that happens a lot of times just with <clears throat> just like in fitness and stuff is just if you're if your body's experiencing too much of something it's gonna you know just towards the other way. So it it makes sense to me that that would happen with your hearing. Like if Mm. it's too loud that your body would just be like, Oh, let's just turn it down a bit. Yeah. You know, but then it comes back later. But so Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that makes sense. But yeah, but you're good now though, huh? I think so. I think I'm getting, I think I'm slowly getting better. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You need those. You need your ears. (laughs) I do, man. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm gonna be careful. I Dang. I put out a tweet, and I just told everybody to just be super careful. You know, we've got mm-hmm. Pod Heaven on Twitter now. We've got Pod Heaven on Instagram and Facebook now. Nice, that's great. We got a social media for all that. Love it. Thanks for doing that. Sure, man. It was awesome. It's good. It's good learning experience for me. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's really not fun. I don't like I don't have as much fun doing the social media stuff. Yeah, but it actually tedious. helps me with it. Good, and you know it's a necessary step of the process in right. in being an artist, getting content out there. Yeah, exactly. Especially at these the beginning, you know, you need to do everything yourself. Yeah, you know, when you're starting out. So, um, yeah. yeah, and just having an Instagram page with a couple followers will give you some leverage. Mm-hmm. With other, you know, creatives, right? You've had to shift a lot of your business to online. What's what's yeah. been your experience with social media? And we were just talking earlier yeah. about an issue with your Instagram <laughs> thumbnails. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like I think I was. Yes, you can do this. You can use your phone. I was using my phone to record the uh-huh. video, and you can have the phone. I didn't know this. Um, Upside down. Upside down. You can film, like, it, it makes total sense now. Like, 
that your phone would be like, make sure you have the cameras at the top of your phone. If the, if you flip the phone over and the camera, like the, the cameras are at the bottom of yeah. your phone, then it's upside down. We're talking about a sideways video too. Yes. Cause yeah. obviously it's easy to tell if your phone's literally right side yeah, up. Yeah. That's, that's, that's easy to do. But if you have your, your phone right side up, if you turn it to the left, well, it could be upside down. Yeah. I think that is upside down. If you make sure you're right. holding your phone. Yeah. The that, right way, exactly. So film <laughs> I I was doing it. I was doing it upside down. So I had the phone, the the cameras at the bottom of the phone or whatever. And so every time I go to upload it onto Instagram, um, my little thumbnail's upside down. Yeah. And no matter what I do, it's always upside down. Yeah. And um, so I'm a I have a feeling that's what the problem is. But mm. uh, yeah, it's it's hilarious that all those little problems. Just social media, that's all it is really. It's just mm-hmm. just dealing with these tedious little things. Yeah. And that's why lots of people just hire social media people to, to do that. Yeah, whole, they pay you. You can pay people yeah. good money to do that. And Ashley can. used to do that professionally. So it's good oh, to yeah. have her around. That's good. While we're, while we're doing that stuff. Nice. And she drew us a logo. Yes. I like, I like, I like where that's going. That's cool. She's pretty artistic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. So, awesome. Um I had a question for you. What was my question? Um oh yeah. Did stolen you stolen whiskey? <laughs> it's stolen, guys. Careful. They if the cops catch you with that, <laughs> they might want it back. That's who made it. Anyway, sorry. Cops. <laughs> that was so dumb. I said that. Anyways. Um What was your question? Did you listen to that song I sent you? What's it called? The One in a Million. No. By Dance Gavin Dance. Uh-uh, I saw it on the TV when I came in. Yeah. I didn't know you sent it to me. Oh, I sent it to you and Michael. Wonderful. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyways, what about it? It's really good. Well, Dance Gavin Dance just came off their album. They dropped it uh, a couple days ago. So. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I'm supposed to be the music guy. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. News. I was checking every day waiting for new songs to come out because they're I really like what they're coming out with, but um, they're a great band. Their vocalist is crazy. What's his name? Do you know? Uh, I don't know names. I'm I, supposed to know this shit. Yeah. See, I was hoping you would. <laughs> Anyways, it's but that I think that the best al- song on that album is the one in a million. At least right now, um, after listen, I've listened to it a couple of times, mm. and I think that's the best one. Um, mainly because the vocals just go insane. At the end, yeah. it is just like see so hitting high notes and stuff, yeah. harmonizing, and they even do like this little acapella thing at the end. Cool! Oh, it's so good. If you haven't, yeah, it's really That's good. Really cool, and um, yeah, just harmonizing, and it's like, funny because I like listening to them because most of the time when I listen to music, I like to listen to metal and stuff because the drums are very, very present. Mm. They're complicated, complex, and very fun to listen <clears throat> to. And so being a drummer, it's really cool to have some, just get some of the, you know, the different double pedal patterns and stuff on there. But Dude, I'm a rock and roll drummer. Yeah, just. I got, I can do 16th notes. Lock. Yeah. And that's like, everything I do is divided up on that grid. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not doing swing. I was experimenting a little bit, trying to do some swing with Gordo the other day, but it's hard. Yeah. Drums are weird. Drums are weird. You have to very be very um just like disconnected almost. Yeah. From, like you're you almost have to develop a different 
brain for your legs and a different brain for your hands, you know, and just be able to just like, in a sense, just dis like not think and just let your kind of subconscious take over Uh and just do. And so your body just takes over and just does it. Like, um, one thing that I wish I would have done playing drums is, uh, learn how to do, um, what are they called? Rudiments and stuff like paradiddles and flam tap and all that stuff. I, I didn't get into that just because my attention span is a little bit short as it is, especially when I was in middle school and high school and I was really kind of honing where I was going with that. And, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have, I didn't necessarily have the, you know, the patience and the focus to sit down and learn all of these rudiments and stuff. So, but I've started doing that now. And, um, a couple of times where you just put the metronome on and then you, it's almost like you're just sitting there watching your body just go in autopilot. It's yeah. really weird. And your hands just start doing things and you're like, I'm not telling myself to do this. It's just happening. Yeah. And it's so bizarre. And you have to be able to do that. I think the metronome would really help you get in touch with that. Yeah. Yeah. That is okay. If there's any drummers out there that are just starting, you know, eat your vegetables, play, play your rudiments and, and play to a metronome. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're potting. You'll thank me later. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> Any instrument you're playing, really. Play to yes. a metronome. Yes. Because when you once you get in the studio, first thing your producer's gonna do. Yeah. That was first thing you're gonna get in your ear. That, in the was, booth. A, that was a crazy, crazy kind of like uh what is this? <laughs> yeah. I'd never played to a metronome before then. So. Shock to the system. Yeah. Exactly. When we were recording with Silver Remains. Yes, it really was. It really was. Let's talk about that for a little bit. That was the perfect transition. (laughs) We're getting better at this shit, Devin. Already. Already. It's the whiskey. It's the stolen whiskey. (laughs) It's stolen, guys. There's something in it. Is that the title of this episode? Stolen Stolen whiskey? whiskey? Sure. Let's do it. I like this. This is cool. Got good vibes. This one's called Dangerous Cello Vibes. This one's real juicy. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Rolling Roads. Oh. Different. I'm going to close out with Dangerous Cello Vibes. Dang, I like this one. This is good. That's nice, right? Yeah. Yeah, bro. A little bit of bongos going on in there. Nice. Is that what those are? Yeah. A little bit of uh, piano. Cool. Found a pretty good piano in on my home rig. You know, we got tons of great pianos at, at uh, the studio, but found a pretty good piano in my home rig to make some of those beats. Nice. And uh, that mixtape, that beat mixtape is doing pretty well. Yeah. The one that I knew was going to pop, was the one that popped. Yeah. And it was the Spanish guitar beat. It's got like really 80, yeah. Dang. It's got like 80 plays and then the rest of them have like 10 to 30 or somewhere in there. Wow. So That's random thing. That that album that came out by Dance Gavin Dance, they, they apparently the guy's 
can the singer can is fluent in Spanish. No so way. So he just busted out a Spanish song. Oh my god. <laughs> you know? So what label are they signed to? Dude, we got to freaking I don't know. I could probably find it real quick. You should find that out because you know, artists have so much more freedom these days to yeah, they do whatever do. they want. They do. You might find an album from an artist that's just completely diverse with like four different genres on it. Because mm-hmm. you can upload your music to all platforms from home now. Yeah. With platforms like DistroKid and TuneCore. You know, those websites, those two websites for a very, 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 very low price will distribute your music to Spotify, iTunes, and freaking all the other ones that nobody listens to. Napster, like, mm. that n- nobody maybe listens to in America, but overseas, you know, that, that that's how you get your music in front of those people. There's there's websites out there that'll do it for you. Did you find their label? Yeah, apparently it's Rise. Rise. Rise yeah. Records. Yeah. That's the same one with Memphis Mayfire. Yeah. And... I knew a guy. He Devil's was at, Prada, I think. He was at, yeah, Devil's Prada. He was at... He went to my church... <laughs> He plays, he was actually signed to Rise. No way. Yeah. He said it was a nightmare. Really? Yeah. It's it's hard to get paid. You, you basically, they give you a loan and then you go record your album. Uh-huh. And then all of your album sales, every penny of it goes to the pay off that debt until Til it's done. Until it's paid off, then you start getting paid. So all they got paid was for merch. I don't know if that's how it is with every everybody, but well, probably it's rough. Here's the deal. I mean, you're hardly going to make any money from streams anyway. Yeah, even if you do distribute it from on your own, mm-hmm. you know, make your own label by signing up for DistroKid right. or TuneCore. Right, you're barely going to get paid anything mm-hmm. from those streams because it's like point oh 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 one cents a stream. Right, right. You know? It's just the way that it is at the beginning. Yeah. You really have to be putting a lot of volume through it, you what know, you're doing. If you get a million streams, you know, you might make 10 grand mm-hmm. in a year. Right. But like, you just never know. And so that's the way to do it is to go on tour. Yeah. Sell merch. That's where he said he got all of his, you know, revenue from. The band Sell merch. He was selling merch. So. Yep. There's also lots of... uh like, as far as like making money off of your music goes, there's a website called Patreon. Yep, that's a good one. A lot of, and it's cool because you don't even have to be a musician. You could be a YouTube channel. You could be a, a Twitch streamer, photographer, photographer, painter. Yeah, freaking anything. Exactly. You don't. So that's that's a good one. You yeah. just go on there and you just get Patreons. Patreon. Somebody signs up and, you know, you can set a minimum donation amount of like a dollar. Yeah. And they sign up to donate to your thing every month, you know, and so you can. Or a one-time thing. It could be a one-time thing. Is it really? Yeah. You can set it up monthly donation or a one-time deal. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, well, the, I'd be pushing to get monthly don't. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. <laughs> For sure. Uh yeah, making money on there, you know, people can 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 you know give you a fee or sign up for an amount to support you with every month. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, streams. It's you're not going to be making too much money off that. Yeah. No. You know, if you get your Bent Beat, 
has a couple songs in like commercials. Yeah. And oh, on the really? radio. Yeah. And every time those play, we get Dave gets residuals because it's his company. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I think they've been doing that since before we recorded our album with them with Silver Remains. Dang. So they've been <clears throat> wow. That's cool. That's pretty cool. So how has it kind of changed since we were around? Or should we back up a little bit? No, I th- I I think that's that's great. Uh it's really well, they got a studio now. Yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> it's not in my room this time. That's good. Yeah, that's funny because when we recorded our album, they brought all our stuff over to our house. Thinking, we're brothers. Yeah. I don't think we ever mentioned that in our first episode. No? Oh, yeah. But it's on our social media and everything. Yeah. So we're brothers. We're related. Yeah. By blood. He's older. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Devin's older. Yeah, I blew the laugh right away. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, we threw our we threw our amps in the closets. Yep, and put mics in front of them. Just hung blankets over them. We put Brendan in the bathroom. Brendan, fucking Brendan. Oh. <laughs> he's a he's 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 a he's a cool guy. He's a character, but um, he <laughs> it's funny to watch him on Facebook now because he just hasn't changed much. No, he's the same person, huh? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so yeah, we stuck amps in the mic in the microwave. <laughs> what? <laughs> um we stuck our amps in the closets. We what did yeah. we do with the drums? They were electric. We, they brought over an electric kit, huh? Yeah. Set so, it up in the bonus room at our mom's house. Yep. And my mom This was in high school. Yeah, because my mom our mom did the bookkeeping for Bethy. Some some bookkeeping for Dave. Yeah. I don't know exactly what all what all she does for Bent Beat, but I know that Dave and her work together and mom was really good friends with Sam, yeah. Dave's wife. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of, that's how we got introduced to Dave. Yeah, that's how we got started with Bent Beat, just, just recording in our house. Yeah. I think we recorded like a little bit at one of the locations where they had their studio set up, but then like, we couldn't use it for whatever. We got a new singer or something or. No, what, what ended up happening was Dave was going to be like, give us a little bit of like, oh, here's a little bit of um. just, I'm going to help you guys out a little bit. Yeah. You know, cause you know. We had a meeting at his house yeah. in the basement. And then he left and he just let us have it for a week, for the weekend or like three days. And we just recorded, right? Oh, I don't Or was he there? That. I think he was there like in the evenings. I thought we just had a little meeting and then we recorded at the house. Remember the house in yeah. Vancouver? Where yeah. Where used to be located? Yeah, I remember staying the night for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. No, he was there the whole time. He was there the whole time. Yeah, we just recorded for a while. And then when we left, he went to his his partners and was like, yo, listen to these guys. Yeah. And that's kind of where it all started. He said, check this out. And we didn't get to get back in there for a while until the studio got shut down. And so for, it did get shut down. It just wasn't, wasn't working. It wasn't working out. Yeah. So they had to move on from that place. And and uh, we're actually, well, yeah, moved on from there. Recorded our album at home. 
tried to play some shows, tried to sell some CDs, played a pretty big show at Esther Short Park, right? Yeah. That, that was, was pretty, big. That was pretty big. That was that, like... 100 people maybe? Yeah. That was our biggest show. The biggest show. It was a huge venue too. Yeah. So outside venue, downtown Vancouver, uh-huh. Washington. And up until then, we played at the Hawthorne Theater in Portland, yeah. the Analog, the yeah. Roseland Theater, mm-hmm. the... What else? The Red Room, which Red I don't Room. even know is around anymore. Yeah, that was like a one-time deal um, because somebody else invited us or something. But uh, we got to play with Jet Force Gemini there. Yes, yes, we. That was that was fun. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, the Red uh, Room is good. But it's funny because you were underage at that point. Yep, <laughs> they put big black X's on my hands. Yeah, so you couldn't buy any buy anything, even though. I mean, you don't look old for your age, you know, so it's not like you could pull it off. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they just were like, okay, you can get your guitar. As soon as it's time for you to play, get your guitar, go on stage. And once you're done with the stage, get off and leave. You leave. There, I, I only spent a total of like 40 minutes in the bars because we played at Malibu's too. Yep. That was a little we, more chill. Yep. We played at was Brick that- House. Brickhouse. Brickhouse. And we played at yeah. Irish Town. That one was my favorite. Irish Town. That was so fun, dude. It doesn't exist anymore. Not but, even there anymore. Um, that was really fun just because, one, it was local. So we could just go there, play our show, hang out, have a couple drinks, and then go. Yeah. Um, and we started playing covers once we got to that venue. Yeah, that's when we people did People started loving those. Then we started seeing people dance at our concerts, like the older crowd, when we played Paralyzer by Finger Eleven. Yep. We, we played Chops. some Nickelback songs and yeah, some Chop Suey. Down, <laughs> Chop Suey, yep. That was good. That was a lot of fun. Um, people really liked that one. I remember the first, th- we, we, we only set up, because most of the time they were like, oh, you can have like a 15, 20 minute set. So we have like 10 minutes to tear down in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, but once your, your show is over, get off, get off. So we usually only... Played five songs, you know, and got on there and only had a set list for uh, five songs. And we got up there and we played our five songs. Yep. And then we were like quiet for a second. And they're like, all right, keep going. Yeah. And they were like, uh, <laughs> what do we, what we do? <laughs> so we just played another song randomly and it turned out great. But that was Encore, right? Yep. That became Encore on that the record. Became on, and that, yep. that okay. was a song we were writing. I think the first time we played that was it. The Hawthorne Theater. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe I, it was pop culture. We didn't even talk about pop culture. Oh, man. We owned that place, we bro. We did. I think we were the biggest show that they had ever seen. We'd play there like twice a month. Twice a month? No, we played there once. Once And once we packed it. And then they kind of dissolved. We played more than once there, though. Did we? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because we played a couple times with Brendan. We played a couple times with Eric. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're and we right. played at least right. once with Greg. You're right. Yes. Yeah. We, we own that place. Mm-hmm. I think we were the biggest show. Like the first time that we were there, it was it it was packed. I mean, the place wasn't very big, but it was still packed. Dude. Which was a good feeling. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I think that was the first time we played there. Yeah, there's maybe 30 people there, but they're all shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Watching us. So pop culture was like this underage, they tried to be this underage bar thing where they wouldn't sell liquor. They wouldn't sell, you know, alcohol. They would sell soda. 
instead. Yeah. And they and apparently, like my roommate Eric, he's he would go to he would go to VSAA, which is the Vancouver School of Arts, and, and that yeah. was like the spot for like the high schoolers and middle schoolers yeah. there because it was like a couple blocks from their school and they could just walk down there. So he's got lots of stories about when it, you know, um, you know, what he would do in high school and middle school and stuff and just go down there and they had just like gillis sodas like and that's before this was kind of before energy drinks were a real thing. So they kind of had energy drink esque stuff there anyways they had just weird stuff yeah they had a bunch of weird sodas yeah and that was their thing and then they would have live bands there from the schools and the you and know the front of the stage was like a foot high yeah that was the coolest part and all across the front of it was bottle caps was bottle caps pressed into the wood yeah that was pretty cool so then they just had like this little venue for people who couldn't go to a bar yeah you know and it was awesome for a while yeah but for it's whatever really reason it, it changed um, you know, ownership a number of times. And finally it kind of just, you know, pooped out, but um, it was a pretty cool spot for up and coming bands. Yeah. That was a place to go in, in Vancouver. If you were a new band that couldn't play in bars, dude, I wanted to own that place someday. Yeah. <clears throat> if it had good ownership, it probably would have lasted a lot longer, Maybe. but um, it's hard to tell. Dude. It's hard to tell. Um, culture, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, anyways, so what happened to the band after after we just we we just kind of got busy, right? Yeah, started we working full time in advance. Yeah, I grew up a little bit. Um, yeah, now I was working. This is when I was going to go full time into fitness. So that was kind of when I jumped out. Well, Grant also took off which was our singer at the time. He had some obligations in California, apparently. Yeah, he had to, he had to move to California um, yeah. kind of on short notice there. And um, we had already been through like four or five singers at that point. Mm-hmm. So we just didn't want to keep looking. Yeah, exactly. And um, But we still played a few shows with Eric singing after that, didn't we? No, we didn't go back to that. No, no, we only... After Grant left, we were pretty much done. We didn't play any shows after that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because when Michael, our other brother, my twin, quit playing bass, that's when we kind of shifted people around a little bit to Mm. figure out what was, you know, just how to make it work. Um, Yeah, and then then, then Grant. Yeah. We, We did that for probably six months or something, and then Grant had to take off. Well, Silver Remains was a thing for about five years, right? Yeah. Five, maybe six. It was quite a while. I mean, it it was... I mean, We used to have practice every Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday. And we'd open the windows when we were practicing, and people would come out in our neighborhood because we lived at our parents' house, and we'd have band practice at the house. Yeah. And everybody would come out into the cul-de-sac when we played to listen to our music. Yeah. All the in, kids. So, in that neighborhood. Yeah. In some of the neighborhoods we played in before that, they weren't as fond of us, right? Yeah. I remember this one time we were playing in this room and it was just a little tiny room. It was just barely big enough for, you know, my bed. It was my room, my bed, my drums, and like two amps. And then we were all just crammed in there. So, yeah. and we're, we're rocking out. And it's like, I don't know, July or August. So it's really hot out. So I would, I would open the window uh-huh. and... 
We had to have the window open. Yeah. So we get so stuffy in there. Yeah. And I, and you know, if you're a drummer, you know what it is. You're playing hard, you're sweating. And on top of it, it's just ridiculously hot in that room. So I'd open up the window and then we're playing a random song, just one of our songs. And all of a sudden I hear this dude yelling at me from behind me, just yelling. And I'm like, whatever. I ignored it because I thought it was like somebody talking to my dad. (laughs) And then it just kept going and going. So I turn around, I look out the window and there's some dude yelling at us. Oh yeah, I remember that. Because our backyard didn't have a fence in one part. So you could just walk back there. And he's like yelling at us. <laughs> I just turn around, see him yelling, close the window, turn around, start playing again. <laughs> <laughs> just oh didn't acknowledge you. <laughs> no, I think when the song ended though, he 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 lifted his voice even more and he was like, hello. Yes. It's like, hey. And I turned around and I thought it was my dad, but then I noticed it was not my dad. <laughs> He's like, can you close the fucking window? <laughs> Just close the window on him. I'm like, whatever. And everybody's like, what? What was that? It's like, oh, some dude. <laughs> we just keep going. That's but, a constant struggle. Yeah. When you're when you're a musician is trying to find a place where you can be loud and not bother anybody. I've been kicked out of apartments. Yep. I've been Wait, kicked fucking out. Yelled at. Oh yeah. My apartment in Hazeldale got kicked out. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Music was too loud. Yeah. But right now at Bent Beat, we have a personal trainer. Oh, you do? Next door to us. So he's oh. throwing around his weights all day and we're yeah. blasting music all day. He's probably blasting his music, huh? We're having a great time. Yeah, exactly. Does that interfere? <laughs> no, not His at music? All. Okay, No, because we got everything isolated in there. Right, right. Yeah. Everything's soundproof. That's you know, funny. And there's even stuff we can do in post-production if something creeps through. You know, yeah, okay, but that's cool. That's yeah, great. that's been awesome, dude. Having him next door, he's a really cool guy. <laughs> that's you pretty guys, funny. you personal trainer guys, you know, yeah, we you guys around. are pretty cool. <laughs> How about this one? Is this the um, vibes one? Dangerous cello vibes. Nice. This is a little bit more workout-esque. Yeah, I could work out to this. Feel more like body weight exercises. That's just what pops into my brain for some reason. Yeah, dude, you see the guy like in the dungeon doing pull-ups. Doing pull-ups with chains. Have you ever worked out with chains? I've never been able to find a gym that works out with chains that has chains available, but that's I see some guys doing that. Yeah, it's a good. The weights hanging below them with the chains on them. Oh. Doing pull-ups. Have you seen the ones where they like wrap chains around their bench press? No, it chains it, it changes the the. I'm spacing on the word, but the the curve, the resistance curve, because you know when you get the weight down, it's harder to get the weight back up from the bottom. Um, but it, as as you get up, it gets it's easier. easier to get it back from like yeah. Here, yeah. So then, when you put chains on it and you flip it, so then as you come down, the chains lower down onto the floor and kind of stack up on the ground. And then as you push the bar away, it brings more chains up off the ground and changes that curve so that it's heavier at the top. So you can overload the the top of the lift instead of the bottom. It's. It's pretty crazy. Lots of like power lifters use it. Uh, 
you know, Holy some bodybuilders shit, and dude. stuff like that. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Like, like you're doing pretty good and then you're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets, it gets more difficult at the top. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That would just flip the whole script for me if I was trying to bench press or yeah. can you yeah. do them with squats too? And Oh yeah. You can do it with anything that has a barbell. You can do it with bands too. You know, as you, you hook the bands around the end, if you have certain, if you're doing a deadlift, you can have a different platform. You can hook the bands on the outside of it. And as you pull the bar up, you know, the bands get more stretched out. So it gets it. The, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing with the bands. Yeah. So that you can use bands or chains and they, they kind of work the same way. Um, but you, they might have different applications depending on if you're a, a lot of athletes use them. People like Joe DeFranco. Well, I've been using the bands a lot. And yeah. I've also been using, uh, Ashley just got these, these boxing things. Mm. So we got the MMA gloves. Got the boxing mitts. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, and the pads. Yeah. The pads. So you can do partner exercise. But what we did was we strapped one of the pads to the concrete post in the basement. I thought it was concrete. It's actually wood. Kyle informed us politely that it was actually made out of wood and we probably shouldn't be doing this, but we're punching the pad when it's tied to the post. So we're probably going to tie it somewhere else or just keep doing the partner thing. Cause have you yeah. seen that one video going around of the, I'm not sure how old this is, but I just recently saw it of this dude. He's got one of those pads and it's attached to his, the wall. And, um, he kicks the pad a couple of times just like whap, whap. And then he does a big wind up kick. And as he starts to go into the kick, the pad falls off the wall. Oh, fuck. And bam. He just kicks the wall as hard as he can. Ashley kicked the post this morning. Ooh. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. It's yikes. That's like some shit you'd see on Fail Army. That's where I saw it. That's where he saw it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I love and hate that show. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, what was that show that used to play on just TV? Jackass? Not Jackass. The uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. And there was always the one dude with like, you know, busting his balls on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And mom and dad would always be like, I don't know why that's funny. No, the, yeah. We, we'd always say that yeah. as a family watching this. That's not funny. That's not funny. That's not funny that's at really all. That's not funny. But that's all <laughs> Fail Army is now is on YouTube. People doing getting scorpioned and shit. Oh, yeah. Like Joe Rogan, he's always like every time he can't watch videos of people hitting their head because of concussions and stuff. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Everybody thinks it's so funny, but he's just like, oh, that is not. Oh, I can't. I can't do it. You know, yeah. he's not laughing. He Same not. thing when I see somebody scorpion because. Yeah. Just know what that's doing. I've definitely. I had this question for you. I mm. Every time I roll i could roll my neck like this yeah and just keep on popping it and popping it and popping it yeah. and popping it yeah i mean i could do that with my ankle it's yeah, just it's constantly cool. popping uh, what's that about it usually means usually and knowing you is probably what it is is that there's you have a lot of tension you've always had shoulder issues you kind of have this kind of more forward head um rounded shoulder posture yeah um, just from working on the computer all the time. Yeah. And uh, that you're, you're probably taking up so much quote unquote slack 
um, in kind of your shoulders and your chest and your upper back that your neck doesn't have, like all the muscles are already on tension. So then you're going like this Uh, and it's just like you're hitting end range of motion and everything's already tight. So if you gave you, if you loosened up your shoulders a little bit, you loosened up your lower back and more thoracic spine. So kind of upper spine, um, it would feed more slack up into your neck and it might get rid of the popping. So you've said, you said that the muscles are tight. Mm hmm. So the rolling of my neck is going to is going to pop and I should loosen up my back because the it comes from my shoulders being rolled forward. Yeah, you're if you think don't of, you want to if your shoulders are forward, don't you want to tighten your back and loosen and stretch your chest so that your shoulders pull back? So think about when you bring your shoulders forward, what is your the muscles on your back doing? They're, they're length stretching. Yeah. They're lengthening. They're getting longer, right? So you get your there's a difference between Muscles being tight and muscles being contracted. Okay. So that doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. Contracted mm. means that the muscle is physically its shortest position. Tight is meaning that you're it's tight. It's just on t- constantly. So a tight muscle is going to have a harder time contracting. Sometimes, sometimes it means that your body is more connected to that muscle and it's over the top. But even at a lengthened position, it's still on. Okay. Constantly, right? So, because right now I can sit here and I can flex my pecs, right? Without even really like... Well, I mean, I'm just like, I've got a connection to it and it's tight. It's on, right? But I can tell it to turn off. Okay. But sometimes your muscles are just constantly on So all the time. Yeah. So they're tight, right? They're lengthened, but tight at the same time. So... Um, that's kind of what that is. So if you have overactive tight muscles because you're kind of always hanging on this um, end range, basically. Yeah. If you get more mobility in the chest and shoulders, then your your back muscles don't have to constantly be on. Hmm. Um, and they can, they're in that position a little bit better, right? So nice. that could be why. So if you just give yourself a little bit more mobility in the front and you get your shoulders back and down into that position, you'll get actually give your neck and kind of the upper, kind of the back of your head a little bit more room yeah. to move. And then it doesn't constantly crack and pop. Yeah. And so You think like massage therapy helps with that too? Mm-hmm. If you get a good massage therapist that's not in there just to like make you get the pain face, you know, cause there are a lot of massage therapists that are like, Oh, if they make the pain face then I'm doing the right thing. But if they have a good kind of understanding and grasp on anatomy yeah, and flexibility and mobility and where the body should be and what should be tight and what shouldn't be, then they can get in there and go, okay, you have, you need more access to more slack in the back of your neck then, okay, let's give you a little bit. Let's find out what's tight, what's around that, and kind of looking more at a global view as opposed to just going, your neck is tight. Okay, let me get my knuckles in your neck, and okay, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't always the best thing. It can, it can, you know. And then you've got chiropractors yeah. that'll give you an adjustment that you'll need again in a week. Right? Yeah, that's why I, I mean, chiropractors are needed. I, I see a chiropractor, and... um but you also need to go. You into, see a chiropractor, yeah, currently? on a on a regular basis. I see a chiropractor, and um, just because uh, 
there's there's a so what basically what a chiropractor does is he just forces you into the positions that you need to be in right he just forces you into the positions but then you go back to your life and it slowly kind of bring, back, yeah. go back and then you go back to the chiropractor he puts you forces you into the positions that you need to be and then you slowly go back so if you don't do anything in between your visits to a chiropractor it's you're just in this endless perpetual loop that never gets fixed and your pain never goes away. It goes away for a couple of days and then you go back to the life that you were just living and you don't fix anything that caused the pain in the begin with. Yeah. But if you have, that's why chiropractors always should, not all chiropractors do, but they always should work with a personal trainer to help you stay in those positions. So they push you into those positions. You go see your personal trainer and they, they, educate you and put you into the good positions that you need to be so that you stay there. That makes sense. So, cause there's workouts working out. Cause we do things. I've heard you say this before where we do things all day that throw us all out of whack mm -hmm. and working out is not only meant to build muscle. It's not only meant for losing weight. It's not only meant for looking good and feeling great. It's for, you know, counteracting the stress yeah. that we put on our body every day by doing all these things that we're not meant to do. Right. Like sitting in front of a computer all day, like yeah. sitting in a car all day. Yeah. If you think about it, you sit in front of a computer and you reach forward and you type, right? Think of this as a rep, right? This is one rep of doing this, two reps of doing this, you know, and you're doing reps. They're 15 minute reps. Yeah. 15 minute reps. Yeah, exactly. And then, so now you're, in a sense, strengthening yourself in this position, right? Sure. So that's why you need to kind of understand what you're doing throughout the day. So then you can go into the gym and counteract it. You're trying you're to tell your body's natural, relaxed position to yeah. be like this yeah, all day. And so when you go home and you go like this, your arms are like, whoa, we're in a different spot now. We're uh -huh. not supposed to be here. We're supposed to be like this. Mm -hmm. That's what we train for. That's what we've been training for. Yeah. And your body kind of goes, oh, look, I'm in this position a lot. Let me make it easier to get into that position. Yeah. And then it shortens all the muscles to help you get into these positions and be good and efficient. So you're putting strain on your muscle when you're in a relaxed position. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. That's a good way of looking at it. You know, so now you have to fight against your body's natural instincts to get into good posture. Yeah. You know, we all know we need to sit up straight. We all know we need to keep our head back, shoulders down. But um, we're training our bodies to not be in that position. So now then we get strong in these positions we know we're not supposed to be in. And then we try to go get into these positions and we're fighting our body to get into these good positions. And mm -hmm. it just causes issues. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, last week we were talking a little bit. This is all great info on, <laughs> on fitness. Last week we were talking a little bit about that movie, Holy Chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah, Did yeah. Did you happen yeah, to watch new, that movie? I didn't watch week? it. No, I haven't even seen the Super Size Me movie. Oh, so we should watch both those before we do the next podcast. Okay. And we should talk about we it. We've got a little homework to do, huh? That'd be fun. That'd yeah, be good. Let's do it. But we were talking about Big Chicken. And words like organic, free range, and you were talking about a guy, uh, I don't remember if you ever mentioned his I name. I did not. I didn't know his name was. Is it the guy who pretty much controls Big Chicken? No, it's not that guy. That guy's not... Uh, not anything to do with Big Chicken. Not, no, it has nothing to do with him. 
Um, let me see. His name is Randy Const- Constant. Randy Constant. That's his name. And so you might have heard about what happened with him. But um, he was a big supplier in the organic scene. Any ranging from grains and, yeah, grains, chicken, steak. Okay. So he he did a lot. He just to give, give you an idea of what he did. He did two hundred, no one. Where is it? A hundred and twenty million dollars. He he did in the organic scene, right? And he had a couple of other farmers that he was working with. Um, and so, so grains. And soybeans. So this guy's in the business of distributing organic food. Yeah, he was certified organic, um, just food, mainly grain and soybeans. Okay. Uh, but he did. He had other things too that he was doing from chicken and steak, okay. eggs, eggs and steak. So then, what happened? So apparently, he was wrongfully uh, labeling his foods. He was. It says right here. Uh, 20 million in sales was of tainted grains. Um, 7% of what he was selling was organic. So that might not even really been his fault. No, it was, it was, it was a hundred percent. He, he, he had some other people that he was doing. He was doing this on purpose. He was cutting corners. He was, um, Mm. specifically do from what I can tell is he was, he was basically mixing his grains, so whatever percentage organic, whatever percentage not organic, mixed and sending it to his cu- his customers and claiming to be a one hundred percent certified organic food is what he was claiming okay. to be. Right, he's pumping them full of additives. Yeah, and yeah. calling it organic. Yeah, and and or actually having like one hundred percent organic stuff and having not organic stuff and mixing the two to to, to create more volume. Yes, exactly. So cutting costs and, um, it's like when people sell drugs, they'll cut it with bad shit. Yeah, exactly. It can really hurt you. Yeah. It's not new. It's not a different scheme. It's just, he did it on a, he, he just did it on a, out in a different way of so in the organic scene basically and when did this happen 2016 no two yeah so he he did this from 2010 to 2017 is when he was doing it wow yeah so So um, throw away any beans you got between two (laughs) hopefully you don't have those around but um yeah but guess what happened to him what so we got he got sentenced to 10 Years in prison. Ten years. Yeah, um, and then apparently a, a couple of people got a couple months, a couple years also involved with that. But um, guess how many of those he actually sent um, served? Served. How many? Zero. Do you know why? Why? He committed suicide. Oh my god! After that, yeah. So <laughs> he apparently had a family, huge company. Got sentenced for 10 years and then couldn't take it. That's not cool, man. Yeah. So. This world is not about money. No, it's not. Being successful, being rich, 
you know, I don't think rich is a part of successful anymore. No, no. What does success mean to you, Devin? That is that is one question we had from our fans that we didn't get to last week. Yeah, what does success mean to me? Um, just being able to have joy, being able to have peace, being able to have, you know, some sort of like, you know, pride in what I do. Yeah. You know, and not just going out making money to make money. Yeah. You know, to be, to love what I'm doing, to have, to some extent, right? Um, not, because you're never going to love every second of every minute of your life, right? But yeah. to be able to look back over my week and say, that was a good week. I, I was doing something that I wanted to do. Yeah. And I love, and I love doing this for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to, um, have fun. Have fun doing it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, I never want, I mean, sure, there's going to be a little boring parts, but I never want to look back over the last five years of my life and say, that's boring. I hated yeah. that. I did not like doing that. So Same here, man. I agree yeah. with that. That's funny because the next question is, where do you see yourself in five years from today? Yeah. It's interesting. Before this whole coronavirus thing happened i saw myself with a gym with trainers underneath me yeah you know um things might be changing and i don't know yet so i don't know if i want to go too much into that Mm. but we will see what happens who knows bro yeah just get out there and do a hundred different things in fitness yeah if you know that's what you want to do it's just whatever's more fun just 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 do it you know, I might not be recording music for other artists for the rest of my life, but, you know, I definitely want to do more of that. And I found that that's something that I really enjoy. And I would have never known that if I didn't go work for Bent Beat just yeah. because I wanted to go on tour. You got to taste different things along the way because, you know, when you focus in on one thing, it's like that's what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. You got to figure out how to make it interesting and make it fun. So... Yeah, exactly. 61 minutes. There it is. Anything else you want to tack on the end here? Man, dude, it's been good. I like like where we've been. So, yeah, I'm good. Awesome. (laughs) Theme song. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Shout out to the viewers. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to the social media followers. Keep an eye out. We've got a lot more social media coming out. So make sure you follow us on... Where, where, where can they find us? They can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube. Yeah, at Pod Heaven, right? Yeah, so it's Pod Heaven Austin Devin on everything except Twitter because Twitter's fancy. So it's Pod Heaven AD, and all that's in the description. We'll we'll throw that all nice, down there. Nice, nice. Thanks so much, guys. See you next week. Yeah.